most of the work. Hello everybody, I'm Ashley Jade Swart. Um, I prefer Ashley, not my phone name. Um, yeah, what else did I say? Anything you want. Um, I'm a student here at UDAPS. Um, I major, I'm majoring in sociology and women and gender studies. So I'm hoping that, I'm really excited for today's discussion to share with gender studies. Um, always we like have to clap. No, we don't have to clap. I mean, I saw the open look on your face. <laughs> <That's me. laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Luanda Peneda. Pronounce he, him, his. I'm a second year student doing my BA. Um, yeah, that's about it for now. Has it started? Wait. No, uh, okay. I'm a pharmacy student. Uh, doing my masters now and uh, that's that's about it for now. <laughs> Hi, my name is Nung Kale. Uh, I'm a first year doing BA. Uh, my pronouns are Shida. Okay, um, I'm Sasanda, doing biotechnology first year. Pronouns are they then? Hi, my name is Garden Chiru, but you can call me Garden. I'm a second year student in Women and Gender Studies and Languages, and my pronouns are she and Hi everyone, I'm Marlies McKenzie, and I'm a leader there too. Hi guys, my name is Victor Law, and I'm a second year BSc. Lovely. Um, your channel is going to start, I mean I'm already. Um, can you ask them if they can hear us? Can you hear them? <laughs> 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 I think they can hear you. Okay, we're starting now. Greetings to you all and welcome to Mono Dialogues with Mackenzie. I'm your host, Marlies Mackenzie, and we are back with another episode. This is the final installment of the conversation on sexuality. Ma'am, remember the video for the YouTube um, this is the final installment for the conversation on sexuality. It is not the last one, it's just the final installment for the series. And I am here with Ashley, Luanda, Prince, Norm, Sasanda, Guardian, myself, and Jade. Members of the LGBTQI plus community and heterosexuals. Um, I don't know, what do we call heterosexuals? to reach some sense of understanding of who we are um, also how we can like coexist without constantly disrespecting each other hurting each other and just understanding where the next person comes from basically um, the only difference right now is we have a more diverse group last the last time we were here, it was basically just one bisexual and one homosexual person, um, Ashley and Leanda. This time around, we got Jude, who is a transgender person, and bisexual, I assume? You'll just, okay. Um, this is the part where I'm just going to let you like tell us about yourself. So we're going to start again. This can go randomly. Um, Anyone can start and like tell, I am bi, I am this, I am that, before we get into the discussion where we are really like just like, hey, so what's happening? Um, what's your story? Check. 
So yeah, who wants to go first? And also, what are you hoping to get out of this conversation? Like, what will, when you can, I'm going to ask you first. Are you going to get the straight person? Yes. Is it giving an apology? Hmm? No, um, I just don't like your stereotype, but okay. <laughs> no. Oh, this reminds me of queer, queer, um, the study, the one, queer theory in sociology and it was one of the conflict theories on how um, queer, uh, heterosexuals usually just have a better advantage compared to members of the LGBTQIA community and hey look at me I just did it but hey that was that was really innocent what were your assumptions when you came here and mm. what are you hoping to get out of this how are you feeling and what do you want to get from the conversation and what do you want to leave with okay that's a follow-up but uh my assumption now i got here like you really explained what this was going to be about uh conversation about sexuality and how it relates to masculinity and femininity as we know into your society so personally uh I want to say I personally identify as heterosexual. The world identifies me as heterosexual or straight, as it's called. But uh, I try to respect uh, what someone identifies as from the outside if they choose to identify themselves in that way. So I'm hoping to get an understanding of how how people from different like sections of society sort of navigate, especially within the South African dynamic, how they navigate that space.
on the talk on Instagram or on YouTube about my sexuality and have all the script. But I still did it and I felt great because hey, if I'm gonna talk to one person, um, I'm gonna talk to Alan. No. Um, if, I'm, if I'm changing one person's perspective on what it means to be Christian and gay, then I made a difference. Because I'm not here to, I'm not here to show up at my clothes or my beauty. Oh. <laughs> or, um, yeah, we're not here to do that. We're here to educate people and at the same time learn. So after that conversation, I felt brave that I can handle people's opinions now. Chloe Kardashian once said, we all have opinions. Some people's opinions just, it's like armpits. Opinions is like armpits. Everybody has them, some just think. So yeah, some people's opinions stink. Then don't, like, don't give any attention to it. So like, yeah, that's me after that conversation. Anything you wanna say? The question was, well, what was Having heard what Ashley said, how did you feel when you came? So basically, this is the central conversation. Before we got here, how did you feel? And right now, after having heard what everyone has to say, how did you feel? Uh, well, I think we're just getting started. Um, I think I still feel the same. I'm here because I don't see a lot of people like me in social media. Um, and I'd like to be visible so that younger people, these people who are older than me who haven't transitioned because they're scared, so, I just need to be visible, that's all. Kate? Um, I think, from what she said, I totally understand. I think the common thing here is that we've all experienced some sort of um, misrepresentation or something has been construed and we're here to kind of sort of like, you know, like represent it well. And that's also something that I stand for. I am a Christian. And um, I know the LGBTQ has experienced some sort of hatred when it comes to Christianity because of the backlash. They felt condemned, they felt um, rejected because of the lifestyle that they're in. And I'm just here to represent God in its truest form and to talk more about it. So yeah, that's just where I stand. Well, coming here, I didn't really know what to expect. Like you gave us a topic and everything sexuality, masculinity, femininity, but I hadn't really, I didn't know that many people in this group, so I just came here to kind of hear different perspectives and how different people could have lived their lives, because I don't know, it's validating in a way to hear different people's perspective and realize that even though they may identify in a different way and live their life in a different way, it's common ground there, and it kind of just makes you feel part of something, so yeah, and then Right now, I'm feeling excited, I guess. <laughs> I'm ready to listen and see what everyone's going to do. Yes? I just <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really have much to say. Just, I'm just waiting for things to talk about. Okay, lovely. Yeah. Is there anything, any activity in the... Okay. Lovely. Um, thank you for coming. Like I said in the group chat, like 40 years from now, your children are going to be listening to this. Your children's children are going to be listening to this. You're literally impacting lives right now. And for that, I'm very grateful that you're here because you're not just helping me on my journey of understanding things, but you're also helping other people understand. And again, the main thing is, I usually say that I don't want to be the reason someone loses faith in God. 
and I am aware that some of you believe, some of you do not believe in God that is. So this is to my Christian members. I don't want to be the reason someone loses faith in God and I don't want to be the reason anyone loses faith in life and that just goes to the, to the believers and non-believers. So, um, I did say this is very unstructured. I do not like structured conversations because it just feels like an interview. You see the whole thing I just did now, ask questions. That's not really my style. I do not like that because I, this is not an interrogation room. But <laughs> I do have a few pointers and I feel like they were more so that we could understand transgenderism. Is it transgenderism or transsexuality? Because I also came, yeah. Because I came across on the internet while I was doing my doing my research, and transsexual is apparently not like the correct word to use lately. I'm just not sure if it's just not correct or if it's like derogatory in this case. Like you don't call a person that, like it's not politically correct. Just outdated. Yes. Just outdated. It's more for medical just transgender. Just trans or transgender. Yeah. Um, so what I got was that, I just want to read this specifically because the last, we all, we know what sex is, we know what gender is, but I'm going to ask that someone just tells the general population or the audience what sex is and what the difference between sex and gender is and then I just want to read here gender identity and then I'm going to ask that one of you all do that after me. Um, gender identity refers to one's internal sense of being male, female, or something else. Gender expression refers to the way in which a person communicates gender identity to others through behavior, clothing, hairstyles, voice, etc. So that is gender expression and gender identity refers to how you see yourself. Um, sex. You're defining sex. I define sex in a scientific uh, sense, like uh, chromosomally and what one expresses in terms of their reproductive organs. So that's my personal working definition. Not a definition, understanding of what sex is. So I think, like I'm going to get sciencey, but I'm sure you guys understand what it's basically the phenotype of a specific genotype. If someone is XX, they express the phenotype of uh, the female, right? XY is the expression of the male. Obviously, there's intersexes when it comes to certain conditions. Like people can have like um, XY but present as feminine, but they won't have the female reproductive organs. I think they call it androgen something. But there's a whole plethora of like uh, intersexes in terms of the scientific sense, but that's usually a deviation from the I won't call it norm, but the main one that we focus on, which is the FX female, XY male. Could you define gender positives? Gender would be, my definition of gender would be similar to what gender identity is. I think it's your intrinsic view of yourself within gender, whether it's masculine, feminine, a mixture of the two, or outside. Um, so yeah, I think it's completely different from sex organs and also your gender expression because you could have your gender identity but because of social expectations whatever express it completely differently thank you um does anyone else want to say anything before we continue i don't want to be the one driving this it's a conversation again not an interview i don't want to be the one asking questions i want us ask me questions as well like let's just 
and blue is for boys, you should go into the boy bathroom. It's like, I like pink, I want to go into the pink, but you're not allowed to. Because there's a female in um, picture in front of the door. So I, I couldn't go in there. Um, uh, the purple door, this is where the purple door comes in, intersexuals. Um, medical professionals are trained to not identify or tell the parents that it's an intersex baby. Mm -hmm. It's just a small thing, but just a small operation that we have to do, they tell the parents, but it will be perfectly fine, and then they see most now which is bigger, the female part or the male part, and then... But I feel like the purple doors should represent the intersex. Why can't doctors say, hey, you have a beautiful intersex baby, and then walk into the purple door, and there's the intersex bathroom, there's intersex places and roles for intersex people in society. But because gender is constructed, there's only the blue and the pink. And then we learned what we identify as and label ourselves as homosexuals and um, transgender people. We discover all of these things and we become them. I'd like to add. <laughs> um, I, definitely, I definitely understand that like, society does play a role in this, but I think there's a fine line that we need to draw. It's because of if we allow society to define our gender, they, we kind of sort of neglect the one that created us, which is God. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? So society does play a role to some extent as to, okay, I blue, you know, for boys, pink for girls and stuff like that. But then we don't necessarily go back to the one that created us, who is God, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure we're all familiar with Genesis, the story, like how God created everything and stuff like that. But then we, I think it's Genesis 2 or 3, where he moves on and, no, actually Genesis 1, verse 27, when he says, um, so let us create mankind in our image, right? And then from that, obviously, Adam and Eve and stuff like that. But I think what most people just tend to neglect in that, how God brought up Adam and how God chose Eve to be his help, the perfect helpmate, is that God already knew what would be suitable for Adam as a man for a helpmate, which is a woman. Now, why would why would a woman be a suitable helper for Adam? Only God knows. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, in order for us as men and women to know our nature, because the thing is, masculinity and femininity exist, but society sells the toxic side of it. That's <laughs> why, like you said, like that's why there's colors and stuff like that. And now, certain activities are assigned to a certain to a certain gender that kind of sort of portrays your masculinity and femininity. <coughs> Which is not the right way because when because then again back to my point we don't go back to the creator who will then tell us that okay this is what a woman should be like this is what a man should be like mm -hmm. yeah in my opinion in my opinion um, I think that just as human beings first and foremost um, everyone possesses masculine and feminine qualities mm. um, I'm not going to come at it from a religious perspective because I'm not religious. Um, but yeah, so I don't fully agree with everything you said, but that's your that's your standpoint. Um, but yeah, I don't think that there's something to go back to to say this is what a man's supposed to be like, so what a woman's supposed to be like. I feel that you should just internally follow naturally what your instincts are, whether they be feminine or masculine or both. So I want to ask Fossi and uh, Jeff, right? It's Jeff, like. Okay. 
Okay, so I want to ask both of you. Uh, also, you can uh, you can sort of interject. Anyone else who's supposed Christian or religious answers? Me? So the question was, um, what does sex and stuff or gender begin, or what do, how, how do those interrelate? Mm -hmm. So you said you, you would want people to neglect going back to the beginning of why we even started, right? In that sense, what do you think, the, how, how do you think those two interrelate in terms of creationism? Okay, um, allow me to answer this. Specifically, the first question as where does sex mm -hmm. start and where does gender begin as well? Yeah. I think that, um, like, like Ash said, actually it was the other that said that sex is most the biological makeup of a person, and I think that is where sex starts. And where gender comes into play is understanding the role of a man and understanding the role of a woman in society, especially as a straight person. And I'm not trying to be too religious about it, but then religion also does like play a role in it because for some people, some people are just spiritual, some people are just religious, some people believe in both. But like everything is interrelated. And if you ask me, this is my own personal belief. And also I think it is true, although some of us may not agree with everything that I'm going to say. But I believe that everything is spiritual and that everything that many everything manifests itself into the physical so gender begins with understanding the purpose of a man and the purpose of a woman and that also is a social construct but as much as it's also a social construct it's also religious but then we need to understand that when in chance the bible was written it was written by a man it was written by people and that is why again that that's where the social construction of it comes into play. That's why I keep saying like social construct and not necessarily just basing it off the Bible or religion alone. So in my sense then the question would probably be like, okay, so now what is the role of a man? What is the role of a woman? And here's how I see it, especially as a straight person, again, because I cannot relate to members of the LGBTQ plus community because that's not my lived experience. Um, but how I see it is my role as a woman is to nurture. My role as a woman is not necessarily to cater to the needs of society, but to be my most feminine, my most, my most softest self, but also my most strongest self. In the sense that the man is there to provide me with stability. He is there to provide me with security. And it does not have to be financial. It does not have to be materialistic. But, and I feel like the, the, the most protective way or secure way a man can ever make you feel is if he is there for you spiritually. Because how are you going to lead me if you have no one leading you? You cheat. So like that is my main thing. And that is why the two come together to help each other. And I also don't necessarily believe in the idea of men and women being, being equals. I mean, we are all here in this very room and we all believe in equality, but in, as far as I am concerned, the only time I am pro-equality is in the workplace. But then in society, I don't think that we are, we are all equal. We are all unequal, man. Like none of us are equal. So I hope that to the most part, I did answer your, qu your first question as to where does sex start and where does gender begin. And also, if you want to add on the equality thing, I'd also like to hear your perspectives on that as well. Because I, I, I was going to ask, I didn't want to interject, but I was going to ask. So from generally from your perspective, 
sex and gender, or rather being male and a man, are intrinsically indistinguishable. Yes, and also another thing is we need to realize that they are feminine men and they are masculine men. Why do I say, um, I think it was you that said that we both possess masculine and feminine qualities, right? And I think that it is more so in the case that as far as the hormones, estrogen and testosterone is concerned, because I feel that that is what makes up masculinity and femininity. And again, knowing that we, we're always going to go back to society and the construction of gender, because that is everything that influences how we live, especially going back to like black households. I don't know about other races, but I'm going to go back, back to most of my friends' houses, I'm glad that this is something I did not personally experience, but I like, did get pieces of it where I was like, mm, this is just very weird. But anyway, it's just a matter of like, you are being groomed to cater to men. In this case, like the, the, the male person. They are your superior in that case, and you are their subordinate. But if you come to a point, that is why I always also usually talk about submission. And it sounds like I'm going off topic, but like you'll get the link. If you get to a point where you like start understanding those things, like right now, I am I have a better understanding of what being homosexual is. I have a better understanding of what being bisexual means. But right now, I'm also hoping to like get a better understanding of what being transgender is. What being this is the part where I ask you, I, again, assumption, assumption that will be corrected, I'm hoping you will correct, is that you're a lesbian? Mm -hmm. I'm hoping you're correct. Non-binary. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. So like, getting to a point where I better understand those things and just how they make up and how we just, just having everyone contribute to society because we are all contributing to society in some way or another, otherwise, we we're going to be non-functional. <laughs> but it's functional. Sounds like a function. <laughs> exactly. We're going to be dysfunctional. Yeah. So, did I answer your question for the most part? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I really do. So, this is your question again? Uh, the interrelationship between sex and gender. So, I was asking for them specifically from a creationist perspective of like, how does, how would that work in a sense of, if we're going to talk about sex, we can look at it from a biological perspective, but I don't know how much biology plays into the creationist uh, ideology because if someone created that, it didn't happen by chance, as you think in terms of biology, right? There is intent behind that sort of creation of like making someone male and uh, making someone female. Because with creationism, someone, the essence precedes the existence. You are you before you exist. That's, that's the yes. idea, right? So in that sense, you are man before you are male. That makes sense. Whereas with what, um, sorry, I forgot the name. Shay, Ashley. Ashley. So, with what Ashley was saying, um, when the baby is born, they're male, right? From a creationist perspective, when the baby is born, they're men, then they become male upon becoming like being conceived in the womb. So, you're, you're already whatever you're meant to be before you become into being. So it becomes harder to separate those two things. Whereas in a scientific sense, it can be like the baby is empty, they just have a penis, 
like then the world fills them up with ideas and whatever, 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 whatever. Then they become someone who identifies as a man or identifies as whatever else, right? So that's what I was trying to understand from you how you view, you view it, and I feel like you, you answered that. I think that goes back to what Ashley said as well. When essentially a baby is born with a born with a penis or a vagina, they're neutral. They know nothing of gender or anything. And based on everything that gender construction and being groomed in your household is locked under that child. And what else do you do but accept what your parents are telling you? So and it, you know, we, as babies, you've been taught what's right and what's wrong, and what's a boy and what's a girl, and then you believe these things. And especially with religion, you're being raised in church, and you see that oh, in church, sorry for saying this, patriarchy plays a huge role because God is being identified as a man. So there's so many things that this child grows up in and gets become a teenager and gets confused because wait, what's the LGBT? What's gender? What's, what's the difference between them? But he asked, where does sex start? How is how it especially? Sex where does sex start and gender begins? Yeah. So, as a baby, you get filled up with society, whether it is religion, spiritual, spirituality, because there's babies growing up in families that doesn't believe in God. Um, and then, how would we say how, how are their bodies intended? To be or to become because I always look at it from a mutual perspective which is as a Christian probably wrong but um, I believe that if we attack or speak to people on a spiritual level the way they should live but what if they don't believe in God what if they do not believe in a God we can't confirm our beliefs unto them like you said we can't expect after this um, talk expect people to believe what we believe or to force our beliefs onto theirs but make an individual decision whether you believe what I believe in or you believe, don't believe what I believe in. No, I was just saying, as long as we can just coexist in mutual respect. Sorry, I, I, I forgot your name as well. Oh, Sisanda. Sisanda, okay, I'm going to make sure I remember. So you've heard what everyone was saying, right? You are not by me. How does this relate to you? Excellent um, question, yeah, based on your sexuality. Um, do you find both men and women attractive? Um, mainly women and men. Yeah. Do you, would you say that your sexuality is a bisexual? No, because it's less for men I could just see, obviously I have eyes, I can see if someone's attractive, but then mm. in an emotional sense I would get that I'm not attracted to masculinity in an emotional way. Mm. So if I'm with someone who exhibits more feminine traits, I'm more likely to want to pursue something deeper than someone with masculine traits because then I feel like it's kind of a... Attached. Yeah, attached too much. <laughs> but then the whole like where sex comes into sexuality for me, I don't know, it's like, it's, <laughs> an, it's an ever-changing thing. Yeah, yeah we grow yeah. and we learn about ourselves, I mean, we don't have to know everything about ourselves right now. Exactly. So, sorry, what was your question? Uh, sex and gender. So, especially uh, gender, since... Um, well, are you a Christian or are you religious in any way? I was raised in a Catholic household. Okay. Yeah, and also, um, I'm more spiritually aligned 
like mm. I believe in ancestors and I believe in, you know, like, not, I wouldn't say rituals, but <laughs> I believe in like, um, if you do something enough times, you form a connection to each other. So if you if you take part in the rituals too, so many times and more generations take part in that ritual, you end up having a connection that's like deeper than blood and deeper than the physical or something like that. Um, but for me, gender and sex, the way I navigated it is like obviously I was assigned female at birth, so there's certain um, there's a certain way I have to live, even though I express myself in a more masculine way. So I know that if if I want to live the most peaceful life I want, I can either choose to tap into more feminine traits or choose to pass as a man as much as I can to avoid like conflict and stuff like that. Um, but for me, sex is biological, like you said. But then again, um, since I'm not religious in any way, biology is more of a chance thing. So you get um, biological females who have a vagina and everything, but they may have XY chromosomes. Because you don't know your chromosome makeup until you get tested. Because you might have XY and you have like, you have all these feminine traits, but you have XY chromosomes. So technically, should you be a man, should you be a woman, are you intersex? But you don't have both reproductive organs, you still have female reproductive organs. It's just the chromosome. So then I try not to base, um, I try not to think about sex that much because I realize that if it's put up to chance, like evolution happened for a reason, biology is so random and you can't predict anything. So why are we trying to say, this is a certain thing, like because you have this, you can only live in this way. Because we, since we didn't make I don't know how to explain it, but you can't really, uh, us as humans, we can't try and label biology and predict it. Can I follow up with you? Yeah. Can I? Yeah. If I'm following correctly. Um, I think that maybe what you're trying to say is that it's frustrating and um, almost ignorant to look at it and see how we've labeled everyone, man or woman, according to having a penis or a vagina, but we see variations of different genitalia in nature. Yeah. Like it doesn't always come up with a complete penis, a complete vagina, intersex people are born. So how did we completely construct our lives around being a man or a woman when we see variations in nature? Because it's not even like, <clears throat> like the variations aren't even, it doesn't even just stop at intersex. Because mm. even though, the reason why intersex is talked about is because you can see that they're in between. You can see the two reproductive organs, but you can't see chromosomes. You can't see um, the hormones you have in your body. Like you get females who, well, assigned females of birth who produce more testosterone. So then should you say, no, they're a man because they produce testosterone on a man, like a male's level. So you shouldn't, yeah, it's like, it's not a frustration, but it's just a thing of, I try not to base gender and everything and the way I see the world on something that's randomized and something that you can't predict as a human being because you don't, you can't see it like that. So, um, I, was going, uh, I wanted to sort of add on to something you said about the, um, that we, we see that there's variations, but as I said, we decided to only make it two and cater for those two. I think in that sense, I don't think that was intent, well, intentional, but it wasn't like, uh, 
a plot to ignore those on, on the extremities. Does that make sense? So it's like how we make pants. We know that people with one leg were born with one leg, but we make pants with two legs it's because most people have two legs. So we sort of focus and fixated on that and develop that as a thing, right? And for the most part, we usually neglected those were exceptions because we felt like there was no value in investing in that. But it's a certain hour shifting to say, well, those people also deserve dignity because they exist among us and we need them on the society. Then now we can start designing one like a pants. Does that make sense? I also feel like for the most part, remember that sex and gender also exist or existed when it began. The main purpose was also just so the human race could continue to exist. Yeah. And that is what leads me to like my next point. <coughs> I was before you move on to next point, I was just about to ask you how much time do we have left for this topic? We can go on as long as oh. we as we believe different, um, it's just a, a question, but then let each one answer it. Because um, what does sexuality mean to us, and what does gender mean to us? Um, as we explained, do you think individually, with what you believe in, spiritual, religious, or um, not in anything, do you believe that sexuality is a choice? I would say no. Oh, why this way? Yes, each one gets the answer. I would say no. It's not a choice. Well, I thought you was gonna like go on, but but uh, for me, I think I think it's it's not a choice. However, I try to look at it right. Look at it from a purely biological side. The if I, if we were talking about male and female, right? They're sort of designed to going that way, we're talking about sex in a purely biological sense, like reproducing, there is that aspect. But also, it's not a choice if you're gonna think about it in the social sense. It's sort of rammed into your head so much that you cannot distinguish what you really think over what you've been fed. What if what, you're, what you think is everything you've been fed? Do you even have an original thought? <laughs> so everything is Good just what you call it and what you've been told. So in that sense, it's not really a choice, however you try to look at it. Me otherwise, 
but I think to a certain extent sexuality is a choice and the only reason I think that it is a choice and some part of me is like no it's not a choice but another part of me is like no it is a choice mm -hmm. only reason being that whenever I hear the term gender fluidity what I hear is choice because um, I've had a couple of conversations and some of them was like, I remember this, this, there was the sex talk there by in Kovacs and then someone was like, no, today I could choose to be my masculine self. Today I could choose to be my feminine self. Mm -hmm. Today I could choose to like, um, you know how like sometimes like, now nah, I'm just gonna wear jeans and just like <laughs> look like a tomboy and then the next day, and then for me that introduces choice, but then now it's like, to what extent? And that is still something I am yet to like, so it's not a developed, a fully developed belief, opinion, or thought just yet. It's just, I think to some degree it is a choice, and I think to some degree the person has, yeah. Could I, um, could I check? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We're speaking about sexuality or gender. sexuality. She was, she confused I'm talking about sexuality and gender as well, because like, I feel like, I can't, you're a gay person, yes. and I'm going to be using because, yeah, I'm going to need to think. 